everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Black Folk Podcast with Black Crazy Face with. Yes, sir. I'm your host, OBJ, and I'm joining with my co-host and special guest here today. But co-host, introduce yourself. I'm Kiara. And we're joined by the lovely special guest here tonight. Welcome. Hello, good evening. Um Natasha Hey, hello, hello. Hey. You know, having part of this podcast. Uh, so today's black pill topic is uh, sexual hypergamy and criticism. So we're gonna dive into that later on in the conversation. But make sure you you know follow us and support the podcast on Instagram at the Black Pill Podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, the links will be in the description, and also you follow us on Instagram. The links there on the bio. You'll see all our social media platforms, so make sure you follow, subscribe, and uh, subscribe, you know, things like that. Uh, news and updates. So, you know, the news and updates. Yes, sir. No, just press it on. One time. One time. No, press it on. One time. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the news and updates. Uh, there's going to be, usually we have a segment of like what's trending black this week or whatever. So I want to make it its own kind of separate content. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we run it around like maybe 10, 15 minutes, depending on how long the dialogues you usually go for. So it's going to be called Black Pill Entertainment. And mm-hmm. it's going to have that own section where people like more into the culture, more into the entertainment and also our criticisms and feedback about it will have its own separate uh, segment of what it. it's still going to be part of the podcast, but it's also going to have its own separate segment in case of anybody that's interested in that entertainment aspect as well and things like that and um this week's mental check-in so <laughs> to our special guests yeah how are you doing you know how's your week been or how are you doing mentally my week has been um super eventful mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um you know lots of work new work opportunities um, Q4 kicked off, which for me is my busy season, mm-hmm. uh, busiest season of the year. Uh, so it's it's been a good week, but it's been tiring as well. Um, I'm a little stuffy, so excuse my if I sound a little nasally. <laughs> and uh, mentally, though, I feel good. I feel strong. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm. Um, ready for this the next three months and I intentionally um, took last week kind of like a self-care like slow week mm-hmm. um, to get myself ready for the next couple of months and uh, just to explain because you have uh, your own marketing yes. you uh, so elaborate that for people who want to like support and like check in with you on that yes absolutely mm-hmm. so I run Kino Marketing um, which is an advertising agency where we help entrepreneurs and business owners make more revenue and sales for their businesses, um, primarily through running advertising. So stuff like Facebook ads, um, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, all that jazz. Um, so that's a little background. Yeah, that's dope, that's dope. yeah so Thank you. Sure you support, you know? Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Kiara, how is your week? <laughs> Hey, how are you doing mentally? Um, well, you know, I, I wasn't feeling too good last week. I yeah, was sick. Like everybody not feeling good. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was sick, so I felt so much better. So That's that good. is great. Um, I'm having a great week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I 
been meditating a lot recently and well I always meditate but I've just been trying to be more consistent with it and mm-hmm. like constantly do it every day yeah. and um I feel like I was meditating and the other day and I I don't know just things that come to you sometimes when you sit and it's just like that I need to like kind of spend more time with like friends and just like I don't know like you know make time for like people close to me and stuff mm-hmm. And I feel like like it's interesting because like I've been doing that, but also they've like people have been coming to me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, just like my friend was in happened to be in the area and like it was her birthday, so I ended up spending the whole day with her her birthday. That was like really unplanned. Mm-hmm. But it was just like it was needed, I guess, you know. My other friend he's going through cancer and he like finally had some time to like come over and hang out and stuff. So it's like I got to hang out with him and mm-hmm. it was needed. So it was just like Interesting. So, so yeah, good, good, good. yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of add on to it because I was sick too, <laughs> but I'm feeling much better now. I'm good though. I'm good though. But uh, uh, I had to do that while working through a pretty uh, eventful work day or work week and stuff. But um, I got over it. Um, things are slowing down. Um, at work, so I'm glad about that. So I'm just really trying to catch up with other like content and networking, and uh, you know, uh, like I said, expanding the podcast. You know, letting people know more about it. Yeah. Um, also, I was at a I was a panelist for part of an event. Um, uh, it was like an art gallery. Uh, shout out to Cinnamon, one of my friends that provided our art spaces around this uh, and curating that and everything like that. So it was dope to be a part of that experience. Mm-hmm. And also to chime in my piece because it was kind of like it's a surfacing or with a synergetic level of like anime art and like culture and black culture and things like that. So it was in spirituality as well. So it was pretty dope to kind of have that kind of fusion and to have like dope black people in the space mm-hmm. and everything like that. And uh, yeah, so it was, that was pretty much an eventful week for me. And um, just trying to slow down, you know, keep time to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, reflect and like save and invest and stuff. Because I mean, and I told Kiara, I was out <laughs> almost every week. You know, I'm tired. You know, but um, yeah. So next thing on the uh, uh, is uh, you know what's trending black this week. So uh, something's been sparking up <laughs> this week, but um, we'll, we'll 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 slowly transition the things and whatever. So uh, I'm gonna share some things uh, part of my screen. Um, uh, so for those who don't know, uh, this weekend is New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna, I, I, I didn't want to be a part of it. Usually, I'll be a part of it every other year. You're not going this year? No, not this year. No. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go to another convention, but not oh, this one. But, uh, you know, so those who's out there, uh, you know, cosplaying, enjoying the event, you know, things like that. Hopefully, you had an eventful. You know, weekend and stuff like that, but that's been happening uh, throughout this weekend. And so, so, are you into like anime and cosplay and Omicron? Have you ever cosplayed before? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't but, know about uh, but I'm, I used to be like not into it and like, ugh, you know, I can't stand that stuff. But mm-hmm. now it's like, I don't, I'm open minded. Like, yeah. I've watched a few like anime. Mm-hmm. 
on Netflix, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I see why people would like this. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out why, but I'm gonna give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you always say that. I, I know, never right? give it a chance. I know, because when I go to sit down and watch the TV, that's really not the one. first thing that comes to mind. No, no, yeah. no, I'll show you. I'll show you. Yeah. I got some suggestions, but you know, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> uh, the next thing is. Um, this. No voting, no bucking. What is bucking? Yeah, so <laughs> so this was to help uh, have people more uh, to vote, you know, things like that with the election coming up and things like that. Uh, there was a video, a music video of Saucy Saitana and Trina. I'm not going to show it, but you know, you can check it out or whatever and things like that. But, I want to check it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so with this, um, I'll put this like, uh, Saucy Santana declared no voting of bucking. You know, you uh, get the famous idea. Yeah, thing. yeah. No, I don't get it. So it was so this was they they uh collaborate with BLK, the dating app. Mm-hmm. And it was trying to have people to say, like, oh, we're not gonna like, you know, have sex or whatever if you don't vote. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty much pretty much bringing an initiative for people to vote, but it's such it's done such in my opinion a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's good. You know, advertising about it and stuff like that, especially with um, them and how and it's kind of depicting. Yeah, it's like yeah. It, how it's depicting black people too. Like that's the way I was kind of like seeing how the narration, how it's depicting black people. Like, you know, you're tying sex and dating app and like with voting <laughs> and everything like that. So I thought it was just kind of weird, but it's just an interesting matchup too with people they choose to. Yeah, well, when you watch the video, if you ever come across the video, it's uh, I just yeah. had one. It's kind of like when um, on the dating app they started to put like whether you got vaccinated or not. It's yeah. like they're trying to do that, but mm-hmm. like yeah. with the voting. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, with the election coming up, I think in November eighth, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Trina and Sussex so are determined to get the community outside for an upcoming midterm elections. Uh, yesterday, October. Well, it wasn't yesterday, but October fourth, the hip hop mm-hmm. collaborators teamed up with the dating app. Be okay for no voting, no fucking, you know, you get the, the pretense of that. Yeah. And a Tree Tracks produced effort to center it around using sex to get their love interest into the polls. I don't and know so, why they think that's going to work. No, no. What I was frustrated is like they think in the lack of intelligence that black people have, <laughs> thinking that this kind of stunt of like trying to get people to vote is like a good incentive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I'm opposed to it, but you know, <laughs> it's what I came up with. Yeah, you know, and like I said, like using black people in this kind of light, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I don't, I don't know if I have any uh, further thoughts with that, uh, with this whole. Uh, I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Um, all right, the next thing I want to bring up is um, if you haven't heard, uh, Tia and uh, Corey. Uh, Filed for divorce, oh. um, so they're no longer after I think 14 years of That's marriage. You know what I'm saying? So uh, people was like heartbroken about it. Yeah. I wasn't heartbroken, you know. I, I just kind of just looked at it as like face value for what it is, and um, there wasn't no like uh, animosity. It was just more of like uh, reconcilable differences with between them. Yeah, uh, they still everybody says, "What is that?" Yeah, you know, but, you know, I'm not going to deep dive in a rabbit hole or whatever things, you know, <laughs> but um, they still support each other from, 
you know, social media interactions and things like that. And so it looks like, you know, it's like, you know, co-parenting still mm -hmm. in effect, um, still loving their kids and supporting them and trying to keep this more in a healthy mm -hmm. relationship outside of their marriage and things like that. So uh, at least I'm glad to hear that part. But uh, it just goes to show you, like, just another celebrity couple figures. It's just like, you know, people look up to them, they, they praise it, they want to kind of root for it to go on. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just want to root for that for any person, not even on a celebrity status. Really. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't think people should look up to this and be like, oh my God. It's like, and the, the other thing that I kind of had problems with it is just the depiction of divorce. It's like highlighting divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think that divorce has always usually come up with mm -hmm. cases like this around media and things like that. And it's just kind of like instilling a certain mindset when it comes to like people not being yeah. committed or being afraid to be committed mm -hmm. and things like that. So I always kind of think outside the box when it comes to these. I'm not saying I'm blaming them. I'm just saying like how it's depicted. Yeah, it's, you yeah. Know, I, I don't celebrate like what about the 25 right. years? Exactly. The more healthier marriages. Yeah, exactly. I want to, you know, understand what makes. 25 years, right? Yeah, exactly. Instead of always like, this is what we hear about, mm -hmm. which makes it very depressing to be yeah. honest, right? You know? So, uh, any other further thoughts or things? Well, to be honest, I was looking at that today and also um, Miguel and I don't even know how to pronounce it. Miguel, another girl. Uh, I know yeah, you're talking about yeah, what, yeah, well, yeah. Beyonce, whatever. And they're they, getting divorced, divorced too. too. They've yeah. been together like yeah, 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Miguel and Singer married for three years and they're also getting divorced. And so at first, I start, I was like, I found myself, I usually like try not to compare myself to others because we don't know, you know, but yeah. I did find myself like at first, like, wow, like, dang, can anybody last anymore? Like, can anybody? But then I was like, no, I have to remind myself, this is social media. Like, mm -hmm. they're only showing that side. They're yeah, only showing exactly. that narrative. They're exactly. not showing yeah, the happy, healthy. And to be honest, it's like, I, then I started getting a little frustrated, like, yeah. Why are they showing so much, like telling us so much about divorce? And then they have all these girls like thinking, or even guys too, thinking mm -hmm. like, dang, like what's the point of marriage? Are you just going to get divorced? Like why should yeah. you get married? Yeah. Like if nobody could stay together, then like what's the point? And yeah. that's when it starts like making that's, And that's what I was talking about, like the shifting of mindset, right. you know what I'm saying? Because usually comparison always comes into play. It's like yeah. when you look at an example with your parents, how you was raising your household. Um, how parents split from there or get divorced or, you know, now highlighted with celebrities that they look up to and things like that. It's just like, there's always some people that want to draw to as far as an example. I think like you could be saying like the healthier marriages, the 20, 25 plus years marriages should be highlighted more, but you no, know, it doesn't give no good feedback or reception when it comes to the media and things like that, or even social media. So uh, it's sad to see, but uh, I hope that more better examples don't let people be deteriorate right. from like marriage being mm -hmm. like such a, a valuable thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For those who want to get married, of course, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, mm -hmm. The next thing, <laughs> the most controversial thing that sparked the internet. I wonder what it is. <laughs> White lives matter. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I have my thoughts and I, it's going to probably be controversial from my end too, uh -oh. of, of uh, my thoughts about it, but um, I'm gonna get your thoughts about it first. I wanna kinda of like say my preserve my thoughts. I don't wanna influence anything. So uh what's your initial thoughts when you first saw this with Candace Owens and Kanye posting this? And I believe it was the Paris or a fashion show or something like that, um, that Kanye was doing or creating, uh, uh with you know the White Lives Matter thing. 
uh, what's your, what was your initial thoughts when you first saw this or heard about it? Kanye being Kanye. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I want to elaborate more on that? I mean, to be honest, I actually really like Kanye. Mm -hmm. and I actually am a fan, even with all the stuff that you know, we have and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that a lot of the stuff that he says do be having some truth to it. Mm -hmm. So I do respect him. I do respect like him as an artist, as, you know, genius, all of it. Um, however, I don't, I really don't know how I feel because it's like he, he constantly does things like this and I don't mm -hmm. know when he gets mad at like the execs and I, I don't know. I, I be torn because like he always talking about like his black kids and this and mm -hmm. like, you know, like my black kids, like my daughter's not doing Playboy, like my black mm -hmm. kids, you know, you're not gonna love me. Like just all this stuff about his black kids, mm -hmm. but then like, like he gets like, I was reading something they were saying about him, like, you know, it's constantly, cause he had a rebuttal to this. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I saw the had interview a, yeah, yeah, right, he yeah. had an interview and in the interview he named somebody, maybe like Tommy Hilfiger, somebody yeah. that he named and somebody in the comments was saying, oh, that's interesting, but they were saying how like all these big names, He's always crying about like not fitting in with them, and I kind of, I kind of agree with that for a little. Like mm -hmm. instead of like what Soy said, do it yourself. Like he's yeah. looking so, for that acceptance yeah. from some of these big fashion so houses, the right? So yeah. They have the answer, like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like why, Kanye? Like why do we need that from the white? Like you don't, you don't need that yeah. approval or to be in with those. Yeah. But he so, he has to establish his own thing and his own. Yes, like that. that's, so, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, because I think we even talked about this on another podcast about you with the Little Mermaid example. It's just yeah. the, the thought of inclusion. It's like inclusion doesn't have to happen in every area in somebody's life. And I think when you're trying to develop your own image of things, you just got to think about what example or message is that you're trying to set without having to feel that you need permission all the time. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it was just a yeah. thought, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. Natasha, what are your initial thoughts about the White yeah. House? Yeah. So I think about this a little bit differently because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. And so part of me is always like, I'm suspicious. I was about to say feeling sus. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah. But because I'm like, do you really, like, do you really believe this? Like, is this like, is, is this, this for real? For real? Or is this like a marketing, right. publicity right. stunt? Right. Um, although I feel like, I mean, the way he goes, because he goes hard, right, with what he believes, so it makes you believe that he does believe it, mm -hmm. but at the same time, that could be all part of his great plan, because mm -hmm. he's selling shirts, mm -hmm. and he's probably making so much money, and he always talks about, like, nobody's going to get in between me and my bag, right. and so I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't know, that's kind of my take on it. Um, and I'm not really sure, you know, because the mental health stuff comes mm -hmm. into play with him from time to time, you know what I mean? So I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, it's just, I don't want to, because I feel like it's the intent and energy behind it doesn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. I just don't even want to be right. a part of it, right. you mm -hmm. know? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> My thoughts about it is, so I don't have no problem with him putting this out there. And yeah. I think that one of the reasons why, because the interesting part about this is that when he brings up, it sparks conversation. 
you know, mm-hmm. and it sparks um, uh, a rift between certain people, especially from a racial aspect. I don't like to always put race into play, but like just to paint the picture with what I'm trying to say is that because uh, I think he posted about something like uh, Black Lives Matter was a scam. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you, whatever, things like that. Yeah. And obviously there's truth to that because you were talking about before about, you know, the organization. Yeah. And then they use up all the millions of dollars to buy this mansion and everything yeah. like that and they got people. It's like, you know? of course they had to. Yeah, but like, um, this is not to separate, I mean, this is to separate from the movement because the movement is pinnacle in itself, even though yeah. some still some issues with the movement, yeah. but it was still a pinnacle statement as far as it being global and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's just separating the aspect of like the organization and people, him being a figure is going to probably expose more people because there's still people that is not aware that it's like uh, BLM the organization is still a right. scam. And they're like, what do you mean by that? Whatever. And then people kind of will look into that and dive into that more because of uh, how they misuse the money for not mm-hmm. contributing back into the black community. Right. So that's one aspect of him being a figure and using his, uh, uh, I guess, status to, to, to highlight that. Um, another thing was that um, uh, during the interview that I watched about it was that he was saying, yes, white lives do matter, but he was using it as far as like... Um, the reflection of when people was highlighting Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and how the the reaction that people was getting from it because I one thing. Work if you didn't use have Candace. Well, Candace, you know. Oh, you know, if people have their thoughts about Candace, but you know, it is one thing. But like, one thing that I was kind of thinking about is that you know, how. So I'll ask you a question. Do you think that Black people can be racist? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I think one thing that was also brought about this issue was that it was also highlighting how black people can be racist because the reaction that they was getting was almost not in the same maybe in a similar fashion of the reaction that white people was getting with the black lives matter thing even though there was some white people that supported this and even though there's some black people that supported this or whatever but even though there's more outrage for the black community when it comes to like issues like that and uh I no, think it's that it's not comparable. It's not comparable. No, I'm not saying that's like no, 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 no. Like no, no. I'm not saying comparable. I'm talking about as far as the reaction. I'm talking about like you know people's reaction. I'm not saying like the actions of what is contributing yeah. to the statement. You know what I'm saying? You're saying like people are just as mad as yeah, or just getting more of like a racial remark out of it mm-hmm. from that kind of reaction, but not like what is contributing from like the local yeah. or global level mm-hmm. and things like, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I think that, like, when you put into yourself in that mindset, it's like why we keep creating this racial burials about the sense. Like, we're, we're excluded from being criticized and being remarked or being called, whatever, things like that. So, that was my thoughts about it. My, my initial reaction is like, it's whatever. It's kind of easy. I put out a, a bold yeah. statement, right. things like that. I didn't really care. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't hurt me. Um, I don't think it should hurt anybody, but I think it created that distinction of those black people that are racist and those people began too reactory and too emotional. And they already have the thing. They have the black lives matter. It's a pinnacle thing. It's a global thing. They should embrace that more and not be too focused on something like this. You know what I'm saying? Because you think people, to be really honest, people didn't really care a lot about black lives matter. You just made it more of a monumental thing. And more of like a marching like statement. Social media. Yeah, like, like a social media like buff. So you kind saying of black people shouldn't be as masculine wearing white lives no, matter. They shouldn't be. Like they shouldn't be reacting like this. Like, cause to um to react in a way it's just like, you know, you we, we have our thing. We have like what, what we're trying to emulate. But if you're using 
the, the frustration and rage, all you're doing is citing more of that racial barrier instead of focusing on whatever. Because, like, you know, Jews have their own community that's doing this stuff. Uh, people don't get mad about that. People, the, the Asian community, when they have embarked in our communities and they have their own things and they talk bad about us, not all of them, of course, like low-key and everything like that. So I'm thinking, like, with this, it's just another kind of, uh, 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 I guess, highlighting of, like, exposing certain things within that kind of bold statement, but that's just my thoughts. But, but initially... Uh -huh. Like I he's don't. just adding fuel to the fire. That's how I like feel. Vision, like, yeah. Right? Like, and I can see that side of the story too. Like, but like, if you really feel like you want to to be fair, um, you know, and you really feel like all lives matter, then mm -hmm. why wear that? Because that just divides people more. But you know? I, and it's polarizing. I, I agree with that, but I also think that certain things, controversial things, need to put into place instead of like safeguarding what we feel. Well, you know I don't think that black people being equally racist as white people is I didn't say equally. Or black people being <laughs> also racist like white people. I don't think that that's something that we really need to highlight because I feel like a lot of our racism is reactive to mm -hmm. what's been done by white people. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of them have been born to be racist mm -hmm. and have been bred. A lot of our black people have not. No, but the, the thing is that it's like, like if whatever statement that people put out whatever it's like people shouldn't be so like triggered like, or whatever it's like like you just go about your business or whatever it's just like you know yeah, like, I, that's what i'm because saying he has a huge platform mm -hmm. and like everyone's tuning in yeah you mm -hmm. know so i feel like with that power that with that same power comes responsibility mm -hmm. like you know what you're doing yeah, yeah. like yeah. i feel like personally i don't care because i don't idolize these celebrities like of i don't course, care why yeah. you're saying that like, yeah, yeah none of us should idolize exactly we care that he wears this shirt like it shouldn't yeah. affect us yes. however i do understand the black people and i feel like it's because we fight so hard mm -hmm. and we have to fight so hard to like get just even little strides that it's like things like this kind of set us back. And like she said, it kind of causes some divide or it kind but that's of the thing. causes some up. But that's the thing. It's like now you're using another thing to set you back instead of focusing on whatever that you need to like, whatever that you want to prioritize. You know what I'm saying? Because things things are going to happen. You know, things are going to, people are going to be bullshitting. People are going to say whatever, outlandish things or whatever. But we keep being so reactory and so triggered and so emotional about whatever somebody puts. If it's not hurting nobody, degrading anybody, I don't care. Like, you go about your business. You put on whatever you want on the t-shirt. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point I'm trying to say. It's like, how many times do we have to keep reacting right. during pinnacle moments instead of worrying about, like, the subtle things and, like, the people in front of us and things like that. So that's what I'm trying to really highlight, you know, because other than that, I don't care. I like Kanye, right. you know. Yeah. He's, you know, he is what it is. I like his old music, whatever, things like that. Right. He's going to say what he has to say, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just always, when it comes to pinnacle moments, we're always so quick to react yeah. instead of focusing our priorities elsewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it is yeah. a distraction, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it relates to my point where it's, like, it's just, like, a publicity mm -hmm. stunt and like right. I know you're gonna make a lot of money and all these shirts I'm sorry mm -hmm. and you're very very smart and so like you know it's calculated you know mm -hmm. what you're doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basically yeah <laughs> all right that's enough for that you think that only white people would buy that shirt no, I feel like uh, everybody yeah. anybody could buy it <laughs> who subscribes to Kanye yeah right no. 
they don't they don't think that he's too far from the like local local whatever spectrum like they, they think you know he's the genius that they claim that he is or whatever the case would be he's doing this for business whatever if he really believes white lives matter i don't care like you know but could you imagine you're like, just walking down the street and you just see a black guy i haven't seen I that i feel either. like new york might be the place where you see yeah, that think, though, right? sure. but i don't think that would be the same place <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it would be the same place you could do it, but you know I don't think it's safe to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would not want to wear that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, next thing is, what comes to mind? So just briefly, um, you know, no, just keep it up here. Uh, what briefly? Just few words, census phases. Uh, when you think about sexual hypergamy, especially uh, uh, Natasha, you go first. What do I think yeah, about? Yeah, just briefly. Just uh, what comes to mind when you think about that word or words, uh, sexual hypergamy? Marrying up. Okay. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, that was, <laughs> that was All right, uh, Kiara, what do you think about it? Um, uh, it's a big word. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what it meant, but um, I just see sexual and I just think about how, like, sexual our world is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, makes me think about this sex. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> like our world is just everything. It's yeah. so sexualized. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, I already know what it means, but just to give my quick thoughts, it's like uh, mating with somebody of more of a higher social or economic status, mm-hmm. you know, from more of a sexual context. So using that as more of a the connection bridge to kind of like uh, date or mate upwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we put the for the keep in mind the next thing. So uh, just to highlight for those who may be confused or whatever with sexual hypergamy, just think of the word hypergamy in itself it means uh, to mate upwards with the best possible person you can mm-hmm. find. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from a social and economic standpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you combine the word sexual hypergamy, it's more of like using that sexual connection the tie-in with who you want to mate with um, yeah. of that social and economic status and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it goes for both men and women, but usually when hypergamy ties in more so what women tend to do uh, is stay upwards and uh, they have the opposite of hypogamy, which is where they say usually men will date downwards of lower social and economic status and things like that. So, uh, but just to give like a little differentiation, uh, difference with that. Um, but we're more focusing on the hypergamy part, uh, which is more of like uh, people who tend to meet upwards and things like that. Yeah. So uh, the next thing. Yeah. So what are some reasons you think hypergamy still exists in our culture? And is it a good idea? I can't possibly see it not being a good idea. Who would not want to marry up? But now, are you saying the sexual aspect? No, I'm just thinking about the word hypergamy. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, who are you all supposed to marry? You know, up somebody. Oh, you know, just add it. It's it's someone of the same or higher. I I forgot to add that. Right. So yeah, someone that can help elevate you, bring you up. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, you what? It exists because you should do it. Okay. Marry below what you are. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, what's your, what's your thoughts about it, Natasha? So, I see it differently. Mm. To me, using your sexuality, though, to 
That's what I mean. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Is that like, are you using sexual? I'm just, just hypergamy itself. Not using sex to whatever, because, you know, obviously okay. it can tie into it, whatever, yeah. but just, just thinking about the word hypergamy, just mating, finding okay. somebody uh, upwards, like of the same class or upwards. So right. once you think about it, does it, why does it still exist in our culture? And is it a good idea? Right. I mean, it still exists because we value, you know, money. Okay. Obviously, we value status, social status. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to be married. Not I, but I'm saying as an example, like, mm-hmm. to my neighborhood doctor versus, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else because it makes me, it gives me special access to, like, this mm-hmm. club or that club. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like people value those things and that's why it's still in modern day culture, which that's where, you know, I find it a little bit weird because it's like, we're so like, we want women, you know, want equal rights and equal things, mm-hmm. but it's like the way we approach certain things, I feel like is dated, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that, that was a good point because yeah. like when you think about the feminist movement, think about equality. It's yeah. like you want to be same or upwards, but uh, when you think about in the equal spectrum of things, how is that deferred? Especially when things are changing, things are adapted. Mm-hmm. And when I think about hypergamy, it exists within our culture because you know people are like that. People are going to find somebody that's more attractive or the same or higher class. Yeah. Uh, they see it as a sense of protection, provision, yeah. uh, security. Uh, financial gains, financial access, uh, more resources, things like that. Um, my only issue with it um, is that uh, what kind of quality person are you to attract the person? Mm-hmm. So regardless, you know, there's nothing wrong with So For me, is it a good idea? It, yeah, it can be, depending. But, um, you know, if you want somebody... You, if you want access to that type of person, what kind of quality person are you? Are you... Are you in a sense, to mm-hmm. contribute within the dynamics of that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody has more money, more resources, whatever, like, are you contributing within the home or with whatever, things like that, to like feel like there's, like, a, a bit of a balance exchange within the relationship and within the, within the mating process and things mm-hmm. like that. So I don't have any I, anything wrong with, you know, somebody thinking that's like, it's just part of life. I think people yeah. are going to find uh, people of more status and whatever thing like that, usually women, more attractive, I'm not saying that everybody follows that ideology or whatever or that kind of process, but um, that's what kind of like my overall sense. It's just like it exists because, you know, it's been shown throughout history of yeah. how that kind of been, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I think with the modern sense of it, it kind of could be a bit uh, sometimes contradictory or construed or whatever or mixed match or whatever. But um, like yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it just depends on. Um, contributing with enough quality of the person that you are to kind of balance out that relationship or whatever right. the case may be. All right, so next thing. Was there ever a time when you des- desired someone of high value or popular? I'll use another word, popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, if so, what intrigued you about them? Mm-hmm. You know? um, I'll, I'll start off with this one. Yeah. Uh, was there ever a time I desired someone of high value? Um, so the way I look at high value from a woman's standpoint is more of like an attraction, physical, or somebody of like a, a status or somebody that's like uh, gets more attention from the guys or things like that. Uh, you know, I could think about from the influencers, the the models, the uh, just just name some examples. Uh, 
somebody that just kind of stands out when you or for me from like a high school college day that that that, that girl that everybody that guy wanted to right. you know jump on or whatever um no because i've always been a low-key person so i never cared how beautiful or popular you are amongst other people uh because of how much attention it will, it will create but not saying i care that whatever it creates the attention whether i'm with the person or not but I just didn't ever care from that aspect. I just care like, you know, the person's physically attracted, you know, they have some quality traits or values that we could work with in the relationship that would be dope. But I don't think I was ever intrigued by somebody. I would look at them like, oh, like, you know, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? But like, I wasn't always on the hop that train ride of like, yeah, I want to, I want to get with that person too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but uh, that's just for me. But what about you? Is there a time when you decide someone of high value or was popular? Well, I have to back up for a second because I, <laughs> I just thought of something. Hypergamy also makes me think of like sugar daddy, mm, you know, yeah. like in modern day culture. Mm. Sometimes I feel like, like, are we talking about, because I mean, I know there's different reason and your intentions could be pure and you happen to be somebody who um, wants to be a housewife mm. and you have a good heart and you are going to like provide for your household right in a different way and like um I believe in a hundred percent a hundred percent when it comes to like relationships mm-hmm. versus 50 50 yeah. so I feel like because you're coming at it and you're not seeking someone just for that financial gain that's different but mm-hmm. in modern day culture a lot of it is like I want a sugar daddy I want somebody to like fund my lifestyle yeah you know, yeah. and even though that sounded good, so I'm going back to the question, mm-hmm. even though there's times where I was younger, like in my 20s, and I'm not scared to admit it, where I was like, oh, maybe it would be cool to try the sugar daddy thing. You know what I mean? Not me, not me. I was just like, Deep down, I was like, I just can't do it. Like, mm. I can't, not, and I'm not, listen, I'm not judging anybody, but for me, I was just like, that's not something yeah. that makes me feel good. What, what you made know? you shift that mindset of break away from that mindset of like, this is not for me? Uh, well, I've never, I had friends who mm. were, had sugar daddies. Mm. And I was never into it, but I saw them get the Louis mm-hmm. Times and get flown out. And I was like, oh, what? Is it? You know, that kind of seems like, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> so, oh, you working hard at your job. Yeah. I, yeah, at the time, right. I'm like waitressing, working right. at Chili's, mm-hmm. you know, and they're over here not working, living the life, going to college, or like, you know. Yeah. And that seemed like alluring, but then value wise and in terms of my core beliefs, I was like, I don't. I'm not going to give up my body um, and do these things with these men just yeah. for to get that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and also, like, as I got older, you know, I, I have been in plenty of toxic relationships. So, of course, like, naturally, when you get your, your money up, you know, you're running a business, you're mm-hmm. educated, like, you feel like, all right, like, I want someone who's going to be, like, uh, equal and who's going to bring what I bring to the table mm-hmm. and so if we're talking about hypergamy in that sense like yes I've sought out you know that mm-hmm. um, where it's like let's make sure that we are 
equally, not in the same things, but like we are a match in terms of like our ambition, our goals, our values. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be for me, somebody who's financially stable, mm -hmm. who's building their empire, mm -hmm. who has money, who's investing. Yes, I do want all those things, but I'm also um, requiring that of myself. Right. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's the difference, mm -hmm. you know? Would you ever be okay with dating someone of your lower, like a lower status, or no. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Would you date no, anybody like to. of lower what? status or economic uh, level than you? Um, I have, but at this age, mm -hmm. no. no. Okay. At this what, age, what would no. be the reason why? Like, let's say they had all the other great qualities about them, like they was a great provider, protector. Uh, had respect you, was loyal, faithful, all that stuff, all those other qualities, but they just wasn't financially on your level or things like that. Well, okay, now that, I, I, if it's a situation like that and they mm -hmm. have a lot of stuff that they are bringing to the table, like mm -hmm. that's a little different. I'm not as harsh. Um, I think that the difference is like, I would be open to dating a man like that, mm -hmm. but he has to have like a plan, you know, like yeah. Yeah. women are not always just so like, at least not all women, like mm -hmm. the women are not really just all about men's money and stuff. Like mm -hmm. a lot of women are, are out sure here. Yes, like there's a lot of women that I know like holding shit down, like they date yeah, yeah. men that like they have more money than or they make more money than them. Mm -hmm. But it's like the man gotta be picking up in at least some area if you're not you know, mm -hmm. like financially yeah. more set than a mm -hmm. woman. There was a there was an interesting question yeah. that I, I came across when I was watching this podcast is that finances always doesn't equate to leadership. So let's yeah. say that mm. a man who's a great leader, well, even though you have more financial gains than him, mm -hmm. can still earn the respect from a woman um, of your caliber and things like if, that. Yeah, if he means yeah. Because what if yeah. you have a man that he takes a, a part-time job so he could be home with the kids like to let you pursue your dream. Like you making more money than him, but mm -hmm. like look at what he's doing. He's still mm -hmm. taking care of the household. You come at home for like he's still leading in, mm -hmm. in a different way. So like it's not all about finances for a man. So yeah, like however, you gotta have a plan. You can't just be like lower than me and like you set on working your retail job while like I'm an entrepreneur. So what is doing with that? Let's say, like, for example, he was making 80K, he was making 150. Okay, does he, he, he plan on staying at that 80K? Let's say, if he, like, his job was, like, you know, it, it, there's always if, a little bit of incremental values, right. obviously, that goes over a certain job. If he yeah. was doing what he absolutely loved, yeah. Okay. Would you, if you, he would was you doing be, what he absolutely loved. Now, me as his wife and the way I work, mm -hmm. I would encourage, like, we would be doing something to make money together or something mm -hmm. to build that. Like, okay. if you're a teacher and you only right. make an 80K, but you love teaching these kids, like, yeah. who am I to tell you, like, baby, you're not making enough but money. Would you be, but would you respect and be okay with a dynamic? You know, as long as you're working yeah. towards something. I would, or... I would be okay with that. But we just kind of find another area that we okay. can, like. Work together to yeah, build the finances. Yes. Or what about you? Yeah. <laughs> you have to change your mind. You can be okay with whatever you want. I'm just no, saying. Like, I'm only saying I don't know because I'm just speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, like past relationships where I was the breadwinner, mm -hmm. and I know it's not completely comparable because you know I was younger, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just, I, I didn't like the dynamic. Right. I didn't like the 
me it's feeling tough. like I was running shit, you know, mm-hmm. like having hey, a little more. What was his? That's I was about to ask. Same question. You oh you yeah. Okay. Like, did he love it? Like did he want to do? It? Yeah. But okay, so mm-hmm. the other question is that, like I was saying about the, the qualities and traits, was he displaying areas of being a great man, a great leader, things right. like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that's why I'm like, I don't know if it's comparable. So he wasn't displaying no. those. All right, no. so that's oh, what he wasn't displaying. Those. Okay. okay, but let's say that there was somebody that liked that, right. that was displaying those qualities of leadership, respectful, faithful. That's up to you. Uh, but he's just earning less than you, mm-hmm. a teacher that. Work and you're making more, would you be okay and respect that? Especially from a I, marriage standpoint, yeah. Too. I don't know, okay. Because I, I like, I've always envisioned like my husband Earning more. being the main provider, yeah. you know. Okay. Like, I feel like I'm a, a traditional modern woman, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things about me, I'm like, oh, that's more traditional, but mm-hmm. in a modern way, mm-hmm. and Maybe, you know, I would be open to it if, like, like you said, the dynamics felt right. Like, he would still be leading the house, mm-hmm. you know, leading the family. Mm-hmm. And, like, I I don't feel like I have to be the one. Caring. Yeah, yeah. caring yeah. that load. Right. And, like, a lot of the, the masculine, oh, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like, I want to be able to be, like, the woman in the relationship. And I want the man to be the man. Mm-hmm. So, if... If it was a case where he, yeah, he had all those other qualities and he mm-hmm. could lead, mm-hmm. um, then I would be open to it. And then my other last question before but. I want to drag this on so much. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, you know, all those qualities of being exist within the relationship. Being the leader that he is, can he also contribute and control, not, I would say control maybe is a better, lack of a better word, of the finances and say like, hey, this money's going to this, 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 like he... He sets it out to say, like, even though you're making more, and then, you know, you uh, hopefully the mm-hmm. y'all money or both of y'all monies, and uh, he's saying like, hey, like, this is going to the house, this is going to maybe like a lifestyle or a trip or whatever, this is going to the kids, this is going to college education. But he's the CFO of the house, but she's making more money. Than yeah. Okay, but he's controlling mm-hmm. the money. Not yeah, controlling or like or working towards like yeah. talking to you, obviously communicating right, that right, thing. Right, so right. Right. Like, I like to manage my money, so I don't know. <laughs> <Too>. <laughs> But isn't it y'all money? Like y'all wouldn't think about well, that. I, I believe in a joint account and separate account. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like there's all the household stuff that you know is shared. Mm-hmm. And then I I also believe like having my own money and he has he would have his own money but mm-hmm. less of it because he's making less. I would have more of my money mm-hmm. that I can decide to contribute more more in the household if I want to. Mm-hmm. Or if I want to buy my mom, you know, a house, mm-hmm. then that's what I can choose right. to do that because it's my money. Yeah. You know? Right. But we equally contribute mm-hmm. for the household and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh or so that's that's the question. <laughs> do you think sex is an accomplishment or reward? An accomplishment? An accomplishment? Yeah, an accomplishment. Do you think it's like, you know, oh, like I accomplished sex, or you think it's a reward? Relationship? It don't have to be a relationship, you know, just it could be in or outside of a relationship. Um, You know, because I'm I'm more so obviously going to tie it in with hypergamy of how people try to use sex as a connection or uh, establishment between Mm -hmm. somebody, especially if somebody of higher status or symbol. So do you think that in that sense, it's an accomplishment or reward when you have somebody that, 
you know, you you had finally had access to this person of higher status and uh, uh, and economics or whatever, and you think that oh, it's an accomplishment that I had sex or had access to the person that I had sex with, and uh, that a lot of women or a lot of people would have wanted to have access to. Mm, I don't I don't see it as an accomplishment. Um, okay. I see it as a reward. <laughs> but real quick, would you date a girl that makes more money than you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. As long as I could be a leader, uh, we could um, uh, we could work towards whatever the finances. If you believe me yeah. being a leader, you gotta trust me as a leader mm-hmm. and be like, hey, like you know, I got this. Like I'm not gonna lead your money astray. You know, things like that. Say, hey, like I have a plan, and vision. It's going towards this, it's going towards college, whatever, if the kids want to go to college, whatever. It's going towards our family legacy, uh, things for frivolous things, if you want to do trips or whatever, things like that. That's outside uh, the money, outside spending money uh, or luxury money, I would probably call it. And um, there's things that prioritize that first over the luxury things. So as long as she's okay with me leading in that aspect, regardless if you make more than me or not, uh, then uh, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and also, because uh, I was even talking to It takes a secure man also. I think that's also yeah. like yeah. a component to it. Yeah. I think like when some men are insecure and they get yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. that dynamic I'm talking about where like mm-hmm. you can sense that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Because they're yeah. like, ooh, like she makes more than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's outside of my range mm-hmm. or things like that. You know, I get that. Because I, 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 I had that, not saying I had necessarily that thought process before, but um, I always try to strive to like have a plan to make more later on in my future because you know, I'm 29, you know, and, and it's not easy for somebody to even reach a 70, 80K bracket yeah. and go upward with that. And that's the other thing that people have uh, a hard time understanding that people think like a lot of people could make 100K and over and things like that. No, it's very hard. The average income in around this, I would say in America is around 40, 45K, things what? like that. Mm. You didn't know that? Mm. That's yeah, true. like that's for both men and women. Like, huh? The median? Um average. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, it's yeah. it's centered around like I think women's a bit different. It's like I think 35, 40. <laughs> men is around you know, 40, 45, things I, like that. Yeah. Um uh from just an average standpoint. Mm-hmm. So and then that's why a lot of people don't know that because they're thinking like making 70, 80 cottage. 80k it's just an easy bracket to overcome um you know depending on your job your area of education whatever things like that or just your connections or right. networking things like that uh, that you know when certain women and or feel that they want to be with somebody that's over that bracket of 100k and things like that it's like you know that's not very common that's like less a very small percentage of america that's maybe like maybe 20 you think so yeah, that's not a big part of America. Because you, because the, the thing is that we got to understand too. The thing is that people are so used to New York, California, whatever. Right. Yeah. Income right. Level. Iowa, Iowa Alabama, all There's yeah. so many people that have lower, yeah. but their state can li- be livable within their means of like even 20, 25K, 30K, whatever, things like that, based on the housing, the market, yeah. everything like that. So you got to look outside of all of that. But we're so used to like, because New York is very expensive. It's the expensive. Um, city in the country, um, you know, with rent going to 4000 on average and things like that, that people think like, oh, like, you know, it's a common thing. No, it's not. Even in New York City, it's not that common right. that you'll come across a person making over 100K. Things like that. That's just something to keep in mind. So but that's why I'm more of like working together with somebody, regardless of our financial differences, 
because we're working towards something. I have a plan and vision. She's trusting mm-hmm. my leadership. She's a woman that she wants to embrace her femininity and everything like that. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what regardless okay. if I make more. If I make more, cool. You know, if I make less, we're still working. We're still trying to make more money. We're still trying to invest in, into socks or whatever, things like that. So you have amplify. a plan too. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't even put certain things in place. When I was talking to my friend about like, you know, do you have life insurance? Do you have right. certain other things in plan or whatever? And mm-hmm. vision about now, you don't get any of my age. It's not too late. Of course, like yeah. around my age, it's still not too late. Right. But like, you know, set something for yourself where you could like protect you. All right, more not saying everybody has to because not everybody, it's, it's hard for anybody to reach a certain bracket. You know, if they're okay with their average um, income and it works within their relationship, that's cool. I don't devalue anybody that has an average and is a hardworking person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Um, uh, do I think sex is an accomplishment? Um, I think it could be perceived that way. So I'll say for that. guys, right? No, for both men and women. No, no. Yeah. No, for both men I, and women. I could see women and men thinking that, but really to me it's not. But I, I, not only could I see, I know people who, yeah, have that opinion. Yeah, and things like that, because it's like you know, especially when you have access. And it don't have to be celebrity status. Just somebody of like well known. Yeah, or just mm-hmm. have more sexual. They got the blue check mark. Yeah. <laughs> Social media. Yeah, like they're thinking like, oh my gosh, influencer. And then, yeah, and then they'll brag about it or talk about it, things like that. So you know, I could see it being perceived. Or have the perception of an accomplishment, yeah, accomplishment sure. depending on the person that you sure. come across. I have yeah. a friend that, I mean, he's still my friend, but he like has a set body count that he's trying to reach. So he's definitely okay. looking at it as wow. an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like, when I reach 300 or however yeah. many bodies to yeah. yeah. wrap it up, it's a CI epidemic. I have another thought about that, but we'll get more into that. But the next thing what are some contributing behaviors and criticism that may result from sexual hypergamy? Um, what do you say, cultural? No, no. What are some contributing behaviors oh. and criticism that may result from sexual hypergamy? And you can also look at the screen. I feel like a lot of times, oh. like women will get called like a gold digger. Okay. Um, if they just, you know, or mm-hmm. or sometimes like men. They'll come at men saying like, "Oh, we just want like a trophy wife or something." Like, you know, if she's looking real, you know, sexy and stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think one criticism. Let's say like a woman had access to a celebrity and she had sex with them, and then sometimes when you have certain places or when you're in certain spaces when you're having sex with somebody, they kind of have this NDA or contract, but like. Don't, don't put mm-hmm. a bad name about it, you know, whether they have family or not, or whatever case it be, it's like, hey, don't tarnish my name, don't tarnish my brand, things like that. Yeah. And I think that once certain women have a, or brag about it, they'll have that comparison or um, pedestal mindset. They'll be like, hey, like, guess who? I had sex with da da da, whatever, mm-hmm. things like that. And they feel like you have to reach to my level of like a sexual or status caliber to say like, oh, I had sex with, you may have just had a sex that one time yeah. with that person and you're thinking like you're the shit or whatever, things like that. So I can see that kind of like criticism behavior of like, I guess, um, entitlement to uh, them or to, to operate in their space, but they could just been like a regular working woman or whatever, things like that. But because 
of her body and her sexual attraction to that person, and she's thinking like and it kind of like conflates in her mind and things like that. But I could also see the side what you say about the other way of the gold digger kind of mindset, things like that. Be like, yo, like yeah. you know, uh, you think like you this and this and this or whatever. So I can understand. But I was just also thinking from the other side of like somebody who maybe have an inflated mindset of just that one time, whatever access or the number of people that they have um, from a celebrity and things like that. So that's one uh, behavior and criticism towards that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, are you for or against those who practice promiscuous or, Mm -hmm. you know, and promiscuity, I was going to say promiscuity and why? So that's people who just, you know, have sex with Know, yeah. so many people and like the, the friend that he was telling me about or whatever and it's just like trying to get a, a, uh, whatever number he's trying to reach I don't know what his number right yeah so do you think that it's a good thing to have or are you, are you for or against it and why mm. well <laughs> should I go first yeah. um I you know I have strong beliefs about that or opinion mm-hmm. um I one I feel like it's your body do what you want, you mm. know? Um, but when you, like, take down the layers, whatever that expression is, I feel like a lot of people do it for unhealthy reasons. Mm. So I don't believe in promiscuity in the sense of, like, you're going through a breakup and now you're going to sleep with, like, 10 men mm. to make yourself feel better. That's not going to feel that, that lack that you feel mm-hmm. and emptiness and heartbreak is mm-hmm. not going to be filled by having sex with 10 and 15, whatever. Number. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I feel like that's something that you have to resolve within yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, if you choose to do that, to have momentary, like, distractions, right, mm-hmm. and you're just seeking, like, pleasure in that moment, you know, it's your life, your prerogative. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like that it doesn't actually help. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never met anybody, including close friends of mine, mm-hmm. you know, um, that have done that and then felt really good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it came to me and felt like, you know, I'm, I feel great, you mm-hmm. know. But then you do hear those stories of women who are like, I don't know them personally, but mm-hmm. who are like, no, I'm empowered. This is my body. Just like men can like have a 300 yeah. count and like people clap for them like I want to be able to do what I want Mm -hmm. sub as many whatevers that I want (laughs) speak on more but yeah yeah, because I I agree with that so me my stance is that um, I'm against it Uh, I think that it doesn't do any um, good in the long run or even the short term or whatever the case may be because like uh, I believe in soul ties as well so yeah. all those bodies just accumulate, accumulate. And I don't like the idea that what, what women bring this up about, like, oh, men could do it. I could do it, too. Like, why are you trying to be a man for, first of all? But also, like, you should also value your body. Your body is very precious. And, like, uh, exactly. And, you know, who you give access to your body is very important. So that comes to having that discernment and wisdom to choose the right person that you want to see a sexual commitment with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially for, like me believing in marriage and things like that in the long term, you know what I'm yeah. saying, in the long run. So I think uh, promiscuity is not a good practice for anyone 
uh, for men and women. Uh, I think that, you know, even for the guy, you know, accumulating so many bodies is like, um, is distorting other people's and other women's who are trying to rack up their bodies as well and thinking like, you know, that kind of mindset and behavior is okay to run with, especially among uh, people like this, especially in a hypersexual world that we live in in society where everything is so much high sexual urge and everything like that and how it's kind of like even trickling down to kids and teenagers and things like that of uh, how sexuality is expressed in, in our school systems and in education and things like that. So I think that from a global aspect uh, or any, any aspect, I think it's never good uh, for both men and women, whether you're the whole or the player or whatever the case may be. I don't care how you want to phrase it. Um, it's never good. So mm -hmm. I don't think so. so. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree. I don't think it's good either. Mm -hmm. um, I think most times that people aren't having sex with people they even really like know, or people they even have a connection with, like mm -hmm. most times people are just doing it just to do it, mm -hmm. which is never really good. And like you said, like under you know peeling back the layers, there's obviously a lot of psychological stuff and subconscious mm -hmm. stuff that's, that it can have an effect on you. Mm -hmm. um, and and like you said, I feel like. It, our bodies is our temple. I will say, I feel like that is preached more to women than it is to men. Mm -hmm. And I wish some men had that same thought process. Like, yeah, they do. Like yeah. men, if only they knew, like I'm always talking about like semen retention. Like a lot of men don't mm -hmm. like practice that. They don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there's so much power in preserving your semen and like mm -hmm. not ejaculating and all that. Like you're sustaining your life force. Like there's so many just health benefits to it too. Mm -hmm. Like uh, other than just psychological stuff, like there's mm -hmm. actual little benefits, but like men aren't out here preserving their, their semen and yeah. stuff. They're mm -hmm. just, you know, are they not always taught to like, your body is important too. Like as a man, your body is yep. a temple too. Like you don't have to go and just like every girl has a vagina. Like, you know, like, Exactly. You can treat yourself with like respect too. Like not every girl should even have access to you. Just like exactly. as a female, not every guy should have access to you. And you know, you know that I, I don't also like because a lot of the backlash that men get if like if they deny a woman from sex. Because they think like women's like, well, you, you said no to me, like you can't say no to me or whatever. <laughs> it's like why do you feel that on the other end, I feel like it's almost like a double standard kind of thing, mm -hmm. where it's just like, you know, uh, a man can't say no to them. But for them, they have the choice of saying yes or no, whatever, things like that. So, yeah. but like I said, it goes both ways. Like, guys should have big discipline. Mm -hmm. um, they should value and prioritize the things in other areas where it's not so heavy. Like, because of course, there's beautiful people that we're, that we're gonna be attracted to people. That's not gonna go away. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have some sexual urges, but you have to know how to discipline yourself. Yeah. And I think there should be more people and examples of people learning how to discipline themselves. Mm -hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, Put that discipline in other areas and uh, focus where, you know, shifting away. Mm -hmm. And then you're gravitating and you're attracting the woman that you want to have and yeah. have a sexual connection with right. in the long run and things like that. Oh, yeah, they need to create more resources around that. I think there are, but I think it's lacking because it's not. It's, available. It, I think the thing is that there are resources and things like that because I've come across circles and. Uh, YouTube okay. channels and things like that, even podcasts that talk about like the like senior retention. Yeah, right? like yeah, like having like men that are great That's leaders. New to me, like I didn't even know. Yeah, thing. yeah. Until recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, how did you find out? Like, how did you hear about? It? Just on the internet, like dating, and, like, and oh, he's okay. practicing that. He wants to. Yeah. Wow. That's, cool. That's powerful. 
Yeah. Making my work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm the single guy. Like, yeah, just like, yeah, you know. But, uh, but I think that I'm I'm good with that because it's been months for me since, yeah. like, especially from my last ex, and then I've been uh, really well at disciplined because I've been like praying more, I've been reading the Bible, so it keeps me more grounded and focused. So I'm, I'm kind of like proud of myself with that, and I want to continue it off because, like, regardless if I see an attractive woman, like I can think whatever about the person, mm-hmm. but I'm not acting on it. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think that makes men ten times more like attractive and valuable with like, yeah. a guy. Because to me, I never before I've now met this has changed, but before maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. a guy telling me that he's gone longer than like a month without having sex was just like I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Like I just never heard of guys that could go that long. Yeah. And then I would have friends like that I, I went on a trip one time and the guys were saying like it's been like six months, and these were like attractive guys, like very attractive. And they're like, it's been like six I want months. A good check. Exactly. I don't know, but I knew someone, he went seven years. Seven Damn. years? Yeah. And he was yeah. like, he was like purposely doing it. Like, yeah. it was his decision. Yeah. See, that Religious was like, reasons, but you know, mm. he took like, his power. Sex before marriage type of thing? Like, he had had sex, but then he's like, no, like, I want to discipline myself, and mm. I, I won't. Do it again okay. until I find the one. Okay. But that window of time was like seven years. Wow. And then he found the one. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's married. Wow. And, wow. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's definitely possible. It's like it, the men that like do it mm-hmm. really sets themselves apart from the men that don't. Because it's like, wow, like you're able to have that like discipline that mm-hmm. like folks that like, you're doing it. Like, you know, it just makes you not a dog. Like yeah. it makes you just yeah. seem like, oh, wow. We're all done. You're quality, quality kind of guy. Yeah, and like, like I said, like oh, yeah. people who on that track should not feel a way if a woman is just like calling you out or like uh, name calling you and defiling you or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like like stay in your frame and continue on that pursuit of finding someone that you can have that sexual connection with and things like that. So uh, last question that we'll do before we close out for this segment. Is do you think it's selfish for someone to keep more than one woman to themselves sexually? So you could think of an example as polyamory. So there's several examples out there. You think about poly uh, poly relationships, right? You think about people who are celebrities that have hordes of women that they have contacts that they can have um, access to sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, things like that. So. Uh, so you have all these different examples. So we're thinking about from a sexual hypergamy standpoint of how certain women want access to a limited amount of men of those calibers, right? And then those people who have like celebrities, football, athletes, rappers, whatever, things like that, that have those flock of options, right? And they can like, you know, have sexual, multiple sexual partners. And sometimes uh, this is a term that I came across but it's called sexual hoarding, which mm-hmm. is like um, having multiple women sexually to yourself in excess or in accumulation mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so do you think that uh, it's selfish to somebody who has access that somebody's of that caliber to multiple women sexually like that while other people of uh, that's not of that status is trying to like get with one of those women and things like that do the women they like they're cool with it. Yeah, of course, if they're trying to go for the guy and things like that, you know, maybe they're not all okay with it. As far as like, you know, there's other women that's lined up with them because right. they're trying to like get them individually for themselves. Right. 
Right. Um, there's other, obviously, there's other women that are okay with it. They don't care if they because they have access to his resources, his money, his status. You know, he's a, he's a status symbol. Whatever the case may be. So everybody has different reasons mm-hmm. uh, whether they're okay or okay with or okay or not okay with it. But do you think that the idea of somebody hoarding that many women to themselves I, is yes. a good idea? I, selfish. I uh, do you think it's selfish? Like, I, this is no judge to anybody. And it's like, surprisingly, I am surrounded by a lot of people, a lot of men that are into polygamy and mm-hmm. want that. Like, so it's rampant. It's rampant. Where, like, one of my best friends, my brothers did at one point. Like, I'm, a, I'm surrounded by a lot of people. However, I do think that is selfish because I feel like, a lot of times, like, like we're all human, you know? I mean, all the time, we're, like, human. So it's, yeah. like, as much as, so like... we're not human. When we not, like, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, as much as, like, women will be okay with it, like, there's going to come a point sometime that you are just going to feel a human, worldly, earthly, like, emotion of it. So whether that is him being not able to make it to your baby's birthday party because he's at the other kid's birthday party, like... Like, I don't care how okay with that. Like, at some point, things like that do start to, like, you feel it. As a woman, like, you're going to feel it. You know, he's choosing to go stay with the other women. Like, you may like her and stuff, but we're constantly always changing. So while that may be okay at first and all fun and new and exciting, right, sounds fun, later on, it may not be fun no more. Like, as you start, you want different things, you know, like, like Nick Cannon, like, as many of these women, like, I don't think it's a good idea. Is I it's like they all like they're I'm not saying they're putting on a front that they're happy. I'm not saying that at all because some yeah. of them like they are actually happy. Are, yeah. And I think that he's doing the best <laughs> he can and he's doing like you know like More. ten, right? More. Like we got a lot. <laughs> double that. Yeah, that. Yeah. I think he's doing like the best that he could, but like some of them have spoken up saying, like, you know, like that there has been times that maybe they felt the way and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, you're human. Like, how could you not feel the way? So I do think that on some level, it is pretty selfish. And I think on another level, it's selfish because most times, and this is just from like what I see in the world, most times, a lot of these men that do have these polygamous relationships and lifestyles, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, I feel like I always see it going like too far to the extreme to where mm-hmm. it never ends up like working out super great. Or never mm-hmm. ends up being like a beautiful love story, yeah. you know. Like every single time, it's always like it's either they want more or more or greedy, or the girls are this or that, you mm-hmm. know. That now they start wanting younger wives, and that like it just always ends up spiraling mm-hmm. to becoming just a messy, toxic situation. Yeah, yeah. like my, my thoughts about it is like, yeah, I think it's selfish because like you know, with the Kennedy example as well, it's just like. That's why I believe in like a two-parent household is so important as far as like having a father present and not having to joke around and you know whatever things like that and um, all this sexual urges just like you know it's creating more of a detriment in an overall sense to society because it's just like you're having so many people enter in and out of your your bodies you're you're you're, you're not emotionally there all the time um, you're, you're worried of of how you want to grasp that man and how you want to connect with the person and the, the, the guy is just trying to see like oh how many people and then sometimes it can be well, oftentimes it's an ego thing too and how um, you know for both people it's an ego thing and like how it can always extend it's like they're never satisfied that's the always thing it's just like oh like uh, a person could bag a baddie but it's just like no the baddie is not enough but I could bag a what like somebody less than a baddie or whatever it's like it's somebody it's always something that just like it's it's never enough. Never enough. It's never yeah. enough. So I yeah. think it's just more selfish. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it just creates this um um this like over superficial thought process of like you know people could thinking that they could have access to anybody things like that and even like with the bulk of options i'm thinking maybe outside of like when you talk about dating apps and how social media is also a dating app mm-hmm. and how people are thinking like what well, the people that put the dms like all these options and things like that it's like it's so much fluctuation and it confuses our mind because they're thinking like there's always something better mm-hmm. you know it creates that thought right. narrative. it's like they always right. think there's something better yeah. and they don't appreciate the people in front of them yeah you know yeah. and like it because it, it also <laughs> creates a more of a higher standard with certain people that it's like not even they don't look to even check their standards you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, and of course, anybody can have whatever standard that they want, but it's just like, you know, um, <laughs> bless you. It, it doesn't like keep things grounded in reality. Like they can't appreciate somebody that's like, you know, respectful, loyal. Like there's something so simple that somebody's in front of them, but it's always got to be something more. They don't have this going on. They don't have this going on. Uh, you're not the, you, you don't, you don't satisfy me sexually like the other guy do or whatever, things like that. So it, it just creates too much uh, right. um, layers and things like that. Right. But, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, I was. I didn't think of it um that way about like being selfish because I was thinking like if the women or men, I don't know if it works. Some some women think they like they can. Yeah, or some true. men too. Okay. You, know, you think about side pieces too. That's another that's example. True. So that's, you know, that's a, you know. Um, but yeah, I never. I mean, I don't know anybody who it's worked out for them mm. in the long run mm. um, successfully like when they're in their 60s and 70s or they can talk about it but I do have models of successful like marriages mm-hmm. you know like 30, 40, 50 years or until that was part mm-hmm. um, and yeah I do in that sense I do think it's selfish because in the end like no, like someone's not going to be satisfied or someone's going to get hurt, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be jealous or jealous, yeah. right? Like, oh, you're having sex with her more than me, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. you know, like that's going to be that's going to happen, yeah. you know? Yeah, and so, it's just the rest for disaster, in my opinion. Yeah, so all right, to close this up, <laughs> a dose of reality. So, what. Reality. I like to call this like a reality check for people. Uh, what kind of reality check would you give to people out there that's listening and watching when it comes to the thought of sexual hyperbole? Any um, um, any thoughts on that? Definitely marry up words that you don't have to use your sexuality mm. to uh, attract that uh, upwards mm-hmm. person. That's not you. Mm-hmm. What you leave it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Any, any yeah. Um, I would say, like, try to become or work on becoming the person that you want to marry up. Mm-hmm. You know, or the person you want to attract. Yeah. Or the person you want to attract. Yeah. Be that person. Work on being that person yourself. Yeah, that quality um, person. Yeah. Right, and then mm-hmm. I feel like you may you'll attract somebody that's higher up, but like you're you're working towards that at least. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not a bad idea, but, you know, whether you're dating up or down, you know, just make sure they're a quality person. And if it works within the dynamic of your relationship, uh, do you have moral standards? Do you have moral values? Like, what are the things that's put in place? Uh, do you have a plan and vision? Uh, are you submissive? Are you masculine? Are you whatever? Like, whatever qualities and traits that you're looking for, then make sure that it's simplified, not just from a talking piece, but from an action piece as well. So make sure that you exude that. So, uh, but yeah. 
This concludes this segment of the Black Pill Podcast. Uh, make sure you stick around for because we're going to have the after hour discussion and things like that. So stay tuned while we get more into the sexual criticism, uh, people who critique people about their sex and things like that. So it'll be more of a juicier topic with that. So make sure that you sign up to our Patreon and the link in our bio, uh, become a uh, Black Pill member and uh, have uh, access to the after hour discussions and things like that. So um, yeah, uh, Kiara, what can they follow you? You can follow me at Kiara Aaliyah, K-I-A-R-A underscore A-L-E-Y-I-E. Dope, dope, dope. And Natasha, where can they follow you? You can follow me on all platforms, Natasha, N-A-T-A-C, like cat, H-A, Fierce. Hey. Yeah, Natasha yes. Fierce. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. All right, you can follow me at on Instagram at T-H-E-O-B-I-J-A-Y. Uh, hit me up or hit up though. Or also remember the course you can't make it here today. Uh, if you want to be a special guest or a guest on the podcast and uh, join the interesting conversations, the topics that we have, you know what I'm saying? It's dope conversations, dope topics. Uh, you know, we have more special guests lined up, uh, more things looking to look forward to with the podcast. So make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram at Black the Podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitch. Uh, like I said, like there's going to be a different segment. This is called the Black Hill Entertainment segment, uh, where we kind of take away uh, a part of the podcast and focus it more on the entertainment aspect and the cultural aspect and kind of give uh, critiques and criticism about that as well. But um, yeah, this ends the Black Hill podcast with the Black Hill Squad. Signing out.